Steve Mathis production. Hello, Pope fans. Keep using that M-A-T-T-H-E-S code at btosports.com. And be sure to click the Amazon banner on PulpMX.com for your non-moto purchases. Your support makes it possible for us to continue to deliver your moto fix, and we thank you. episode of the Steve Mathis Show, there is a high chance ability. You will either learn something a lot of people don't know. You are thinking yes. or make you say to yourself Dude, that's so funny. The bottom line is, this podcast serves as archival documentation of this interview. Welcome to the Racer X Podcast Show. Brought to you by BTOsports.com Hosted by Steve Mathis. Hey everybody, I know you've just finished listening to a whole bunch of uh, intro crap, but I just wanted to uh, put one more thing in there before we get to the show, and thank you everybody for listening. Hey, look, we all buy stuff from Amazon. I buy stuff, you buy stuff, we all buy stuff from Amazon, let's face it. So why don't you, the next time you're buying something from Amazon, go to pulpamex.com, find the Amazon banner there on the bottom right hand side, click to that, it'll take you to Amazon, and then you can place your order for whatever it is, either lube a baseball glove, or a car, whatever it is, then that way Pulpamex gets a little piece of that, and uh, we can keep on doing what we're doing. And I appreciate it. And so check it out on the link, and see you guys later. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast show. I'm your host, Steve Mathis, as usual. And with me on the line is a multi, multi-time arena cross champion, top privateer, probably a guy that got screwed by the 125 Supercross <laughs> rules. Uh, Buddy Antonez. Bud, man, what's up? Not much. Uh, thanks for having me. I guess I'm honored to finally be on the podcast here. Yeah, thank you, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of the, like I said before we hit record, one of the guys I've always wanted to do, um, you know, you just got the mental list of guys that, that had a career that, that you didn't know that much about. and Right. So you were on the list, so it's 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 your week. Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, Thank you very much. <laughs> hey, so what what uh, before we get too much into your career, what's going on with Buddy Antonez these days? Right now, I um, started about three years ago. I started uh, training young amateur kids, and uh, just basically we're calling it Budman Moto Training. I started three years ago with two kids, uh, mm-hmm. actually three three kids: Nick Paluzzi, uh, Dylan Schmoke, and Brandon Share. And uh, over the three years, you know, I've, I've grown it to about 17 kids that, you know, run with me at least once a week and get on the schedule and go. And so it just has me out of the track uh, at least three days a week, mm-hmm. um, hitting the amateur nationals, doing those things. And, and I just, you know, um, a few of the things I've, I've owned a team after I got in racing, I, I managed for Rockstar. Yep. 
and I really, I really enjoy what I'm doing, you know. And then uh, now with my new gig with the Weege there, yeah. announcing the Arena Cross, you know, I've really had a, a pretty full year, and it's, it's, um, it was great to kind of get back in front of the camera and you know do some Arena Cross announcing and talk about the things that I know and and have loved about that sport. And mm-hmm. um, so you know, just at the track pounding, trying to get kids ready for Loretta's right now. We're in the in the final push to to make sure everybody's uh, not going to go back there and die in the heat because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's hotter in Africa back there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, I haven't caught any of the arena crosses on TV, but Wygant's my roommate on the road. I'm close friends with him, and he says that, I mean, no offense to Dowd, who we worked with last year. Dowdy's a great guy, but he says mm-hmm. you do a really, really good job. The, one of the best guys he's worked with. He's, he's super impressed with sort of how you analyze a race, and I guess that's just – from you being a little analytical guy and also, uh, let's face it, um, racing arena crosses for thousands of times. Absolutely. And you'd be surprised, you know, how much what I do with the kids here. And then when I watch some of the guys doing things, just, you know, I can get real analytical with it, like you said. Mm-hmm. And, and I appreciate that. We had made it a real smooth transition that first day. I was so nervous <laughs> doing that, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, and he really made it easy for me. So, you know, they say you're only, you're only as good as who you work with. So, I'm going to credit that to that. And, yeah. and John Dowd did a great job. And uh, so I'm just honored that I got the call. And hopefully, you know, I'll get to do it again next year. And, yeah. and uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, hey, that getting back to the amateur kids, uh, Dylan Schmoke, uh, me being Canadian, he's been up there he, racing. And, uh, he has. And he's been doing well. I don't know anything. I'm not so, totally up on the amateur dudes. So I don't know a lot of them, but uh, he's been doing well. He's racing pro, and, and you know what? It's it's a good experience. It's 25-minute motos of racing against, you know, grown men, and he's been doing well. He's a top five or six guy. Yeah, he has been doing well. Dylan was one of those kids that was, you know, just underneath the Paluzies and, and Tomax as far as ride and all that, and he got this opportunity to go up to Canada, and he went up there, and he's made good use of it. He's been up front in every motor. I think except for the last one was a real motor, which you might not know yeah, about. Yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah. there was, I think, 12 bikes finished the first moto, yeah, that's... and his was not one of them. But <laughs> very proud of him. You know, it's it's great. You know, I started with Dylan Schmuckle. He's on 80, so, oh, okay. and Nick Beluzzi. So it's great to watch these kids come through and, you know, achieve their goals and, and, and keep their, you know, keep their hopes and dreams heading forward and, I've been truly blessed with, with great kids as far as my amateur side of things mm-hmm. and families. And so, um, yeah, Dylan's been doing good up there. He likes it up there. He's just taking off now for a three-week, you know, yeah. trip. He's going to kind of go to motorhome and do that route because he was flying back and forth to go on the East Coast. Right, right. So, uh, yeah, hopefully he can pull off a podium here soon. And then I think he's going to try to do the last three nationals. So, yeah, very big, proud of him. Big sand track this weekend up there. So hopefully he's up. Yeah. he's up for. And I got I got to give a shout out to uh, Big Papa Bear Smoke too. They like to hear that. So very much <laughs> Papa Bear Smoke uh, shout out. Uh, yeah, no, he's been doing well. And the the, the mud race was uh, my home track, which is notorious for some mud, and it gets clay. And it, I've raced in that growing up, and it's ugly. So him not finishing, yeah, it's no big deal. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I think he had something up with the bike. I, I don't know exactly, but, but you know, uh, just uh, there was only 12 bikes that finished, I heard. And yeah. it was crazy from what I understand. Hey, so let's get to the Arena Cross TV. Um, I don't think I would be uh, – I don't think I would be – uh, wrong in saying what's happened to arena cross from the Budman days. I mean, literally when you raced it, it was, you know, it started before Supercross. There was some mm-hmm. big guys, big names, fast dudes. It, it seemed mm-hmm. to, it seemed to capture more interest. It seemed to, 
it was very profitable for you and many other guys. Um, yeah. It, it seemed like it was on its way up and just, you know, going up. And then last four or five years, man, I, I mean, uh, the guys at Fell do a good job, no doubt about yep. it. But yep. what's what's happened to Arena Cross? Or has anything happened? Is it just me? No, uh, you know, I feel the same way as you, you know, for sure. Um, I, I truly believe, I believe this, you know, this is my opinion, of course, another, nothing else. I think Phil does a great right. job promoting it and all those guys and all that. But I think in my day, um, there was me and Stevenson and Pedersen and um, Mad Mike Jones and, you know, um, yeah. hope I'm not leaving anybody out. Maybe you can even chime in a few names if you remember any. Um, from then, Grayson Goodman, yeah. um, Jimmy Gaddis, Darcy Lang you know, later uh, on, Darcy oh. Lang, Jeremy Buell, right? Like all these names that are, you know, that were that had, uh, would I say, Supercross and Motocross cred, yeah. you know, credibility, right. right? And then, you know, towards the end of my last little bit towards Arena Cross, there's a lot of guys coming in that were just only doing Arena Cross only, mm-hmm. so somewhat come and become specialists. Right. So, in my opinion, some of these guys are becoming specialists in arena cross and doing their thing, but they didn't have much name in the industry. Yeah. You know what I mean? In my opinion, of course. Right. Yeah. No. No. And, I think you're right. And so I think you know, like when I won the, my first arena cross championship, I couldn't believe how much the industry came alive and supported me and were happy for me. Right. You know, right. I thought I was over there doing this kind of sideshow mm-hmm. thing with with my kid and all that, but it really just revamp my my whole career back in that day and i think if if you know if there could be some of these guys that are on that fence of of you know supercross and rides aren't there if some of these there's some money to still be made in a rain cross if they jumped that fence and went over there and decided to make the commitment mm-hmm. and do that side of it, i think it would i think it would bring it back to be right, honest with you right right um yeah how, you know you got how, you got jeff gibson over there who right. you know who's got some name but you know um, that's kind of, you know, Tyler Bauer, but you know, Tyler was only in Supercross years. So that's, that's what I think it needs. I think it yeah. needs more of these Supercross guys to kind of go and give that thing a shot. And I think like anything, you know, the, 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 the hurt has been on as far as contingency and purse money and, and support for that series, which, you know, isn't anybody's fault. It's just sort of the na- nature of things, but, um, maybe you're right. Do you, I feel like they made a mistake. Well, and two, my kid started his own separate series. That didn't help. That confused people. For, that didn't help, yes. Um, I agree with that. And then also, too, they switched to an all 250cc. Did you like that? Did you agree with that? Or all well, 450s? Or was it all 450? I can't remember what they did. They, they Now they got it split up. Pretty, it's, it's, the thing's basically, a, now the show is basically a version of, of Supercross. Okay. With the lights and the, yeah. and, the, and the, basically they call it the... Um, AX lights and the arena cross class. So, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I haven't looked at, you know, I honestly haven't looked at any of the first breakdowns or yeah, anything yeah. like that, where it was from my day to I now. Wonder, I wonder. Um, yeah. and so, you know, the opportunities to make money like back in my day mm-hmm. aren't there as much. They did have the dash for cash this year. Okay. And I had been there once. So that was huge. But, you know, back in when I was racing in Denny and everybody, you know, you had four chances to get two nights of race. You had four chances plus the dashes that's to make money on the weekend. True, so, yeah. Four, yeah, you know, you, you you could you could clear a pretty good weekend some weekends. You know, and I uh-huh. I think, um, you know, when you're racing professionally and you're trying to you know make mortgages and all that, that's right. what you want to do. You want to you want to make the most money as you can. Yeah. So you know, I think that could be a combination. I you know, I think you know, um, 
you know, some of the writers' names in the in the in the series, you know, a lot of some of the industry don't really know about because they're only doing the arena cross and not doing much else afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And also back in our day, when we got done riding the arena cross, we'd go do the outdoor nationals or hit the last few supercrosses. It was just kind of the standard, you know. Yeah, no, I remember when you would come in after finishing arena cross, there'd be some hype like, "Hey, Antonis is showing up!" Like, you know, he's going to be a front guy. Where's he going to finish? What's he going to do? Um, also, I feel like, do you feel like moving the schedule to take place alongside Supercross, that maybe wasn't the best move as far as, you know, when they were starting it in Des Moines in, in November or October or whatever it was, it was like yep. the only show in town. Everybody was, that, you know, hyped up. And that goes, back to, that goes back to everybody's fault. The industry, not an alteration was going on, so the industry followed that. You know what I mean? Right, right. And they kind of got involved with it, you yeah. know, and like with it starting in November and, you know, and, and yeah, I think it, I think it all, it all does, you know, yeah. but. You know the crowds and 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 everybody. You know, I think the turnouts were, from what I understand, were were good this year. Good, um, yeah. Every round that I went to uh, looked great. So, you know, I just think maybe it's you know um, it's there, and maybe a couple little things could put it right up there again. I hope so, man. Because like I said, it was an exciting thing to follow that series, and I even went to one myself and it was exciting you know what i mean it was cool yeah. and uh and yeah. i'd like to see it get back to that I, sh- I know feld would i'm sure those guys would and as would the racers they want to make more money you know so uh what it's, be- it's a great it's a it's a great show it's so much fun to talk about on tv and mm-hmm. every live race i went to um i was one at one with uh a council bluff with denny stevenson we we're in the stands and we were on our feet i mean we had a great <laughs> time to the racing so so tight and right there in your face so right. it really is a good show and 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 um, I appreciate that it, you know, everyone thinks that it was at a you know certain glory with with when when I was winning, mm-hmm. and I think it's still there. And a couple little things, I think it'll get right back up there. Uh, what do you got going on for schools now and, and stuff like that? What's what's happening with uh, Antonis? You got well, any schools coming up? Well, pretty pretty much. I, I run my national kids, my national kids. I got them on the schedule. But what I'm trying to do here for the next couple weeks before I head back to Tennessee is just add a couple summer moto days. Looking for whoever's around here in Southern California. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Monday, July 18th, I'm going to be at Milestone. I'm going to do an 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. Um, I got eight spots available for all three of these dates. I got three dates out there. 65 CC and up, all levels welcome. Yeah. Um, July 22nd is going to be at Star West MX Park. Same thing at 8 a.m. to 2. Yep. Eight spots available, and then Friday, July 29th, back at Milestone um, at from 8 a.m. to 2. So. There's a, there's eight spots and if they anybody wants to um, you know try to try to reserve a spot or email they can uh, email at r e n a e zero seven two one at yahoo.com. Okay, all right, cool. Um, and uh, so yeah, we'll take any any entries that want to come. You know if it's if uh, you know all eight spots don't get filled, I have four or three or whatever. I'm there. You know as long as a couple people sign up. Yeah, yeah, go. yeah. Can you? Um... Can you uh, teach them maybe like maybe set them up as if one of them was Stevenson and then say you were coming in the turn behind him? <laughs> I think that hey, this is what I would do. I usually go in for the tib and fib. That was a very very weak point. <laughs> yeah, uh, right behind, right at the uh, the full T bone, right at the um, yeah. the foot peg there. Yeah, I mean that was that was something too about arena cross. I mean, yeah, me and Danny were me and Danny were the best of friends, and I think we probably you know. We're mad at each other, you know, at least twice a year, and uh, you know, and same with Pedersen and Stevenson and Goodman, and I mean, and that was some of it too. You know, it's like uh, 
there was always kind of that could happen also. I mean, you throw Mad Mike Jones into the mix back in the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you just got a, a good blend recipe for um, yeah. for, a, for a nice explosion, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I bet. I can imagine. Um, hey, Pingry told me Swap's making a comeback this weekend. He's racing Millville. Oh, oh my God. I did talk to Swap on Father's Day. Uh, Chad Pedersen is Swap. Um, and he's 40, and he said he was riding Millville. I laughed at first, i got to be honest with you. Right. But then I realized he's 40. You know, I, I said, you know, I kind of get it. You know, you're right. 40. You kind of want to still maybe just go out there and just qualify with the, with right, the you right. know, thing. But, I mean, you watch you, you watch these kids today. They're, they're going faster and, you know, eh. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a lot to buy off. I wish him the best of luck. Uh-huh. Um, I think Millville is his home track, but um, yeah. <laughs> uh, <geez. laughs> I, hey. I did tell him this. Um, he raced Loretta's a couple of years, and, and I, I go, okay, I'm going to go watch Swap's Moto, you know, because it's back right. there with my, my amateur kids. I go up into the, the Fox Tower there, and I'm sitting up there. I'm watching. I'm watching Chad, and I'm like, Oh my God! I said, "Is Chad really going this slow?" I said, "I can't watch the whole thing." Yeah. <laughs> I told Chad that too. So I said, "As long as it's better than Loretta's that race," I said, "I'm behind you." Yeah, you're, you're, you're there. Uh, Pink, yeah. Pingry says we may have we maybe have to do an emergency podcast on the worst racing decisions ever on Monday. So he's that uh, could be it. Yeah. But according to according to Swap, he's down to uh, like 155. I think his uh, his yeah. Mitch Payton days weight. I think he's I think he's ready to go as <laughs> far as his body. So. He's gonna bust out uh, the, the split fire number 29 helmet. <laughs> that's right. Uh, should be good. Uh, you guys have to keep me posted on that too. We'll yeah. Give a Swap next Monday Monday conversation. Or yeah, yeah, I know. Huh? Hey, uh, uh, in the arena cross, would it be fair to say you made more money in arena cross than you did in your your entire other professional career of Supercross motocross? Oh, hands down. Yeah, yeah. it was very hands profitable down. for you, right? From what I understand, yeah. I mean, it, you were <clears throat> you were doing well in that series. Like it was. Yeah, it was. It was. It was hands down, no doubt, uh, right. the best decision that I made in my career with with um, as far as financially, right? And you know, as far as what it did rejuvenating my career to be able to come back and and yeah. ride for Roger in '02 and come back to Supercross and motocross, right? Um, it. it it brought me full circle, and and uh, you know I can't thank that series enough, and for everything it's it's done for me and my family. Yeah, um, it's it's it was the shot in the arm that I needed back then for sure. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> and and also too, like I mean, I've talked. Danny's a good friend of mine. I've had many conversations with him, some late night over some drinks, and yeah, like it seems like you guys, there was a lot of controversy and a lot of you know brawling uh, on the track, uh, but off the track, you guys seem like you all got along. And, you know, generally speaking, it wasn't an intense training camp mortality from week to week in the Arena Cross Series. No, you know, it wasn't. It was, it was a lot of fun. And, right. and a lot of those those people, you know, you, you see them week in and week out, and you're racing with them twice, so, you know, twice, four times on a, a weekend, weekend you know, right. two times a night, mm-hmm. and plus with the heat races and everything and the dash. And, you know, on Saturday night, lots of times everyone would get back. If we were all staying at the hotel, we'd eat in the hotel, you'd go down to the bar, have a few pops. Right, you know, and and it was it was it was real relaxed and and a, and a lot of fun. Yeah, it seems like uh, like for a guy like you, you're making a ton of money. You're winning, you're you know, and you're not, you know, like I said, you're not Ricky Carmichael running up sand hills. You're you're having fun <laughs> off the track, and it seems like an ideal situation for you know a veteran guy. And same with Denny, same with all you guys. You know, it just seemed like a, a really cool thing to be part of. 
It was. It was way more relaxing, you know. But yeah. I, 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 you know, for me, I, I trained for Supercross the whole time, and I think yep. that was some of my strength. So, because mm-hmm. I always knew I was going back to Supercross when you know I was going to run the last few when yep. it, when it got over. So, I pretty much, you know, for me, I, I got into that kind of hammer mode. But I would l- allow myself to have a, you know, be yeah. a little bit more relaxed than like the, you know, Supercross guys did to have to stay you know, completely, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, no, absolutely. You know, we, we, we ran a little bit more lax schedule. And let's face it, you know, when you, when you hit the track, you know the catapult is 65 feet. You know that, you know <laughs> what I mean? You know there's one whoop section. You know there's a couple of doubles. And That's right. That's right. And then we did get to one track once a year in Guthrie. I don't know if you've ever been to that one. No, no. It was a, it was a full um, a rodeo floor. Okay. And yeah. the dirt they would basically scrape the rodeo floor down and that dirt in Oklahoma was so good. And it was the one event where we had like a, you know, a, a 45 second lap time. Yeah. And, oh, I was just like heaven. You know what I mean? It was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was that nice little mix you needed in between. And, uh, you know, for me where that race always came in the series, that was my turning point. Cause I knew when we got there, I was, I was fitter and everybody yeah, yeah. and I could go and just crush it. And then it was, you know, pretty much, uh, oh. that was my point to throw down the hammer from then on out. So, uh, loved that event, and um, you know it, it was uh, it was. Good. What? How many times did you win the title? Sorry for me not uh, knowing, but yeah, yeah, I won it uh, five years uh, in a row from um, both classes or... to two thousand one. Yeah, both classes, or how did that work? It was co- they're all combined. Oh, they points, were. So ah, okay. All, all your points um, went wow. towards the towards the one championship. Yeah, five years in a row. Wow. Uh, yeah. Were, were you better on one twenty five or two fifty? You know, it, 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 it kind of depended, you know. Yeah. Um, um, some years I was better on the 250. Some years I was better on the 125. You know, it just you had to have a, a, a good a good mixture of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, I think one year the 250 wasn't real well, and I, you know, wasn't really that great of a bike. And, yep. and uh, you know, we struggled with setup. And, and uh, you know, I had to rely on, making sure my 125, you know, <laughs> yeah. performance was really good. And I knew I could, you know, at least be, you know, first to third in the, in the, in the 250 class. And, and you know, I'd still be making good points. So, yeah, yeah. you know, but you had to, you know, it always was a good thing back then to start up that first main event as strong as you could too on the 125 because mm-hmm. the 250 is later. Yep. You know, if you went to the, to the 250 main uh, with a 10th coming out of 125 main, you know, you knew you had to, to do something special and not to not drop too many points. So, you know, uh, it, it was a different different type of, of racing for sure. You know, you after you get done with your 125 main, you went to the podium, you basically walked back to the pits, grab a change of goggles and a quick swig of water, and you're back for oh really? You know, after the fifty, yeah, after was the fifties, you get on your back for intros and line getting ready for the 250 main. So, oh, so like how long uh, would you have? Like 20 minutes, if that? Actually, by the time by the time you got off the podium, yeah. Probably like ten, ten oh, minutes. Shit! Wow, I didn't 10, know it was that short. Yeah. yeah, yeah, ten minutes or so, and just depended how long the <laughs> the fifty race took, or you know the right. you know on the podium and all that. So mm-hmm. you know it was six, sixteen lap one twenty five race, twenty lap uh, a two fifty race. So right. you definitely got your licks in for the night. <laughs> um, for people who don't know, they had a dash for cash where they literally passed the hat around an arena. Everybody mm-hmm. chipped in what they could, and it was was it four laps. Four laps, yeah. Four Winner laps. Take all and, uh, how much and was Denny, the how much was the Denny most? Was the man. Yeah, how much was the most Danny ever won or you won from just the fans? Oh, gosh, the most I ever won was I think about twelve hundred dollars. I think I think Denny's 
Denny and Buell and Jones. I think they took took home a couple two thousand. Really? Huh? But yeah, I knew yeah. when that pot got over so high that that uh, Denny and Jones and <laughs> I mean, them boys are really going to get after. And I knew I had this other uh, championship that was going to pay better on the other side of things. So Den- you know. <laughs> Denny would slit your throat for that two grand. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, you know, uh, and plus my very first year, you know, I didn't know what everything was about. Right. And I was running those dashes hard, and I, I think three rounds ago, I was going for a pass for the lead in the in the, right. the dash, and I had a points lead, and I crashed, and I dislocated my wrist. Uh-huh. And I had to ride the, the last three rounds, and my wrist all banged up to, to get my first championship. So I right. kind of learned my, my lesson pretty pretty quick on those. That, yeah, you, know, you, you, get, you want to get through them. If you get a good start and you're up there, you're okay, but if, you know, you you're you're not where you would need to be on the start. Maybe take her a little easy and get her because <laughs> you may have been stunned. Yeah, you got a bigger prize in mind, right? Um, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Let's uh let's jump into the time machine. Let's go back all the way. And and the first time mm-hmm. as a kid growing up in Canada who was just a fan of the sport, first time I ever heard of you, obviously R and D RM eighties. Um you were the yeah. man. Um there's a there's you ran those big thick black number ones on the RM eighty. You and Jimmy <laughs> Gaddis. Um yeah. how I mean, and, and you know what? You talk to some people today, and they'll tell you that you rank as a fast, one of the fastest mini riders they've ever seen. And this is like from old timers, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, what do you remember Thank from you. those days? How, how were they? They must have been fun. You and you and Jimmy were were rivals. Oh, me and Jimmy were big time rivals, and uh, Jimmy Button, mm-hmm. and um, God, who was uh, Joel Albrecht, um, which is Jeremy Albrecht's brother, yeah. who we all probably uh, know. Um, um, were you were you in Bradshaw's just, class or an Emig or were you ahead Brad, of him? Bradshaw was there. Emig yeah. was there, yes. Um, but they were old. Or Bradshaw's the same age as me, I believe. But mm-hmm. he got on the big bike slur because he was big. But yep. um, you know, Emig was there for a year or so, and and I was just really, really, really fortunate to to fall into the position that I did. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was getting off of sixties, um, uh, Rudy and Dean Dickinson from R and D approached my parents about me you know, um, riding for their team the next year. And the first year was, um, you know, where I was, it was going to be, I think, um, still the 9 to 11 class, I believe. And then, um, you know, looking for, it was kind of a two-year deal. And, you know, I didn't do very well that first year, you know, but, you know, I was in the, in on the program and, you know, they really seen the kind of the potential in me. Mm -hmm. And so the next year when a few of the guys came up and I think Gaddis came on, it was me and Gaddis. And uh, I think Suzuki came out with their new RM85, which is really similar to the one they still have now, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure, I mean, different, but, you know, the, you know not too much different. And, um, you know, it just all took off for me from there. You know, I, I was actually fortunate, too, is I got to do all the testing on that um, new bike for the Japanese when they were coming oh, over. Oh, really, huh? Yeah. And, and I learned so much, and it really improved my game as far as being able to set up a bike and, you know, doing all these things. And then right. the stuff that aren't the stuff that R&D Suzuki put underneath me and Gaddis was, was, was unbelievable, you know? Yeah, right. They, so. They, yeah, they were, they, they were probably pretty good, I would imagine. <laughs> and they were great, you know. It's, you know, we, we had to basically, you know, back up with our box end days, but, you know, my dad didn't have to work on a practice bike for me anymore. He just right. basically changed a filter. When I got tired, he took mm-hmm. it to um, Dean down there at R&D Suzuki. And then my race bikes were just there each weekend, you know, ready to go. Um, and all he had to do was show up. So um, right. it really was, 
you know, one of those those things that made it, you know, made me just have to focus on the, the riding and training and, you know, parents get me to the track, you know, I, you know, dad didn't have to worry about, you know, all the other things with getting mods built and, you know, the, some of the things that I see these uh, amateur parents, you know, right. scratch their heads about these days, you know. It was all, it was all taken care of for you. It was, it was all taken care of. You know, Suzuki ran, uh, you know, the best program back in, back in that day for mm-hmm. that. Yep. Was there any doubt? <clears throat> Did you ride? And I don't remember. You got off 80s, obviously, at some point. Did you ride uh, as a – I don't remember you, like, at Loretta's on a 125, but you must have done the B class or A class at some point, right? No, I uh, I got off of 80s in April of – of 89 and, uh, got when I turned 16 uh-huh. and got on to, um, to big bikes. And, uh, I got off in April and then I was doing my first supercross at LA called team in June. Oh. I went from 80, uh, 80 oh. straight to pro. Really? Huh? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I don't remember I finished, you. Yeah. I think I finished like 11th in that. And then, uh, and I did the first, or I did the, the Hollister GP mm-hmm. up there. I think Lachine stomped that. And I remember leading the second moto till two laps to go, and I stacked it, and uh, on the in the one twenty five support class. Yep. And then, uh, and then I did like the last five nationals, you know, and, and then I was yes. full time after that. Six seventy six. So, uh, I went pretty much straight for it. Six seventy six. Yeah, six seventy six. Yeah, yeah, I remember you because yeah. I was I went to Millville as a kid, and just is I'm like, there's Buddy Antonis, you know what I mean? Like he's coming up. So, um, <clears throat> nineteen ninety, you get a factory Suzuki ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did a podcast with – well, I've done one with Tishner and Stevenson and Ron Heben. Uh-huh. I think there was about 80, 18 factory Suzuki riders that year. <laughs> yes, there was. There was a lot of them. There was a lot oh of them. Oh, my gosh. But, uh, um, but, dude, you had a good year. Three Supercross wins and fifth mm-hmm. in uh, in the motocross series. So, yeah. for a rookie, that's solid. You know what I mean? Like, if a kid does that today in 2011, people are freaking out. Yeah, yeah, and I was I was rookie, I got rookie of the year and and all that. It was really a really a great season, you know. Right, right. And uh, you know, it, I I can't speak. It's something that still sticks out in my head vividly, and and remember the wins and mm-hmm. and uh, remember running the outdoor nationals. Remember running Lake Sugar Tree for the first time, and only you know only had seen it before. We got that was the day we or that year we got to run Axton Hill, yeah, and it being hot and. I remember getting two six on the day and just being like, "Oh my god, I can't believe it!" Because people were, you know, falling over. Right, right, right. And uh, you know, it really was just, just a great, great year. Were you sixty? Because you was this the year you were sixty? I was sixty that year. Yes, yeah, I yeah. ran those last uh, the, five nationals yeah, yeah. Um, in eighty nine. So then, yeah, that put me number sixty for uh, the next year. And also, too, people got to remember uh, as I was talking to, to Heben about. 19, I mean, the bike was good, but this is the year of Honda. You know what I mean? Hondas were, were yeah. really good, and, and I think everybody else was kind of kind of um, uh, catching up a little bit, would you say? Yeah, you know, and Coop won the championship that year. He in did. 90. Good point. And he was, yeah. he was on the team, and, and uh, I, thought her, our, I thought her bikes in 90 were great. Mm-hmm. I thought they were really good. Um, you know, it's, it's 91 year that I, I, I just, you know, don't feel they were as good as the year before. Right, right. So the the 90, 1991 season, uh, I can't find any results for you. No, you just get... because they weren't very good. <laughs> <laughs> what happened in ninety one? What 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 what? You just started partying? No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, what... yeah, I was a little young for that. Right. But, 
uh, in 91, you know, I, I, I really, I, I thought I came into the year prepared, mm-hmm. you know, and all that. And, and, uh, the first round I got the whole shot and, you know, figured it's as usual, you know, and, and right. I just, I just got worked the first round, you know. I, I think I slid back. I don't even know what's the addition, but I got eight up, you know. Right, right. And, um, you know, so the next round, um, and, and at eight, eight, it was just Anaheim back then, um, in a heat race, I, I pass the lead in my heat race, and I go over the bars and, and separate the shoulder. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that, so, you know, yeah. second round, you know, out with a separated shoulder. Um, and so I don't think I got back going until – uh, Gainesville, because the game, you know, the Nationals used right. to run in between. Yeah, and I think I would fit the second moto there, you know, and you know, just I just never got going that year, mm-hmm. you know, the 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 way I did before, you know, and and um, you know, I can credit that to being a young kid, you know, maybe thinking the year before came easy, and you know, probably felt like I did the right things, but probably didn't do as much as I should have getting ready for that season. Right. And it's an when old, you look back on it. right. And it's an old story. It happens to a lot of people. It's not just, you know, not just you or anybody. Um, <clears throat> and you, when you're a kid, you're, and especially back then, like you didn't have a buddy Antonez from, from, from back then. You know what I mean? Like it, uh, it to show you kind of what was going on. It was, you guys were yeah, all kind of no, figuring it on yourself. We all, we all figured it out ourselves. Um, you basically talk to everybody, what you doing, you know, if you right. hear someone doing this or that, and that's kind of trial and error thing. And then, you know, back then also, you know, my parents didn't come with me to anything. Really? I think my, my, they did the West Coast stuff. Um, but when we went nationals or, or went to a supercross in Houston, or my parents didn't come back then. And so, you know, I remember even in 90, I remember showing up for Mount Morris, um, mm-hmm. Uh, the race, race Mount Morris. He been meeting me in the airport terminal, giving me a rental car and saying, "I'll see you at the track." <laughs> you're you're sixteen, you know, seventeen, right? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm seventeen at the time. Right. I'm seventeen, and I mean, <laughs> have you been from Pittsburgh down to Mount Morris? It, it ain't easy to get yeah, there, no. there before. No, you know, and so you know, I I think you know, looking back on things, having my parents there probably would have kept me a little bit more grounded. Hold on a second. Um, Hold on a second. You know, what, was, like what was up with your parents? I mean, like nowadays, we we can't beat the fathers off with a stick. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you literally, you know, if 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 you can't, if Tony Alessi was not going to the races, he'd freak out. His head would explode. Same with yeah. a lot of these guys. Uh, Big James has a team shirt on and a headset on. So, yeah. what is going on with your parents? You know, I, I wish my parents would have been there until I was about probably twenty or so. Well, you think you know, so? At least I mean, but. You know, it's just, you know, the, the money they make now, too, you know, allows the, the parents Good point. to be right. able to travel, you know. Right, right. Um, back then, you know, dad still had to hold down a job and pay the bills at home. Yeah. And, you yep. know, and, and I wasn't making enough money to, you know, do a plane ticket every weekend uh-huh. and all that. I mean, I was What were you probably, making? What was your salary, you think, from Suzuki in 90 or 91? Uh, I think I started initially like twenty grand or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Which is good you money know, for a sixteen-year-old, so, but you know, you, you make your money. You make your money racing. You know, back then right, you know, it was right. a lot more, a lot more racing. So, you know, um, you know, but in, you know, my parents weren't in a position also to be able to just go. Okay, I'm leaving from Thursday to yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Monday. Yeah. You know, leave work and stuff. Too, it's just so. it's bizarre you for know. me to hear that because at the time, you're one of the hottest young riders on the circuit, you know what I mean? Like, you're not some mm-hmm. privateer dude. You're going to be the next guy with your amateur titles and all that, and your parents are like, 
All right, good. Good luck, son. <laughs> it's just it's just bizarre to think about. Yeah, I mean, nowadays. I mean, they were. I mean, don't get me wrong; they were very into it, and right. any chance anything was close, they went. Yeah. Um, well, that's nice but, of them. <laughs> you know, just just wasn't in the culture back then, and and uh, you know, so you yeah. know, I, I think my my parents felt like you know they did their job; they got me where I right. you know needed to be, and so. Um, Not always had a, a fairly decent head on my shoulders. Yeah, obviously, yeah, <laughs> to to have gotten as far as you did. So was it yeah. was there a limit on gas money? If it was anything over fifty dollars, they weren't coming to see their son. Was that? Yeah. <laughs> um, so ninety one, uh, you ha- you have a terrible year. Uh, you get hurt. You you you. But Suzuki drops you, which is or do they drop you, or do you just go to Mitch because you didn't want to? No, they, they they dro- they called me they called me in um, in August and and dropped me. See. I had a weird contract time because back when um, back when we were on eighties, uh, they Gaddis, you know, was on the team and all that. Yeah. And they signed us to a brand new contract right before Ponca and Loretta's. Uh-huh. So my contract date stayed from like August to August, like the whole time. Instead of back then, the Nationals used to go through October so right. instead of starting in October. So um, you know, about about mid season or a little bit after, you know, they they let me know. And said, still a maybe. And I think I went out and got a third at Southwick in a moto. And I'm like thinking, okay, you know. Like, and then they decided to 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 let me go. And and uh, so that actually left me without a ride for like the last five nationals. That's that's <laughs> just bizarre. That that's just yeah. like yeah. Hey, where's like that'd be like hey, where's uh, where's Eli Tomac? Oh, his contract was up. He's he's only doing uh he's only gonna do uh, Bud's Creek, and then he's out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was it was a weird deal. So then from there, you know. Um, you know, didn't know what to do. Was Did you talking race? To a few people. Did you race the last five, or were yeah, you? I ended up. I ended up racing the last um, uh, three nationals for um, what was the Doug Henry team? Oh, DGY. DGY. What's that? DGY. D- yeah, DGY. And uh, Zach, who still works over at Faction Action, was my mechanic, and we hit the road. Wow. You know, it's like, you know, we we're we we're talking with Yamaha pretty heavily, my dad was, mm-hmm. and uh, trying to work that there, and we figured, hey, the best thing is, is to be out racing and, and and all that. So, you know, I I went and beat the hammer of the road, and, yeah. and uh, you know, it, it didn't go very well. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I tried, and then, uh, you know, Yamaha ended up going a different direction. And so uh, Mitch gave me a call. Yeah. And how was that? Yep. Was I mean, were you? They had an incredible success in '91, their debut year. You know, they won almost everything. So, well, not outdoors, they I guess. They did. But super cost. They anyways. did, and in '91, I knew how good that bike was. You mm-hmm. know, and and uh, so when I talked to Mitch, I was I was really excited to, um, you know, get the opportunity. So uh, when he called, I, you know, I did everything that I could uh-huh. to get that right. I mean, I had to call Mitch and. You know, let him know where I was. Let him know, you know, how <laughs> I was into it, and I was going right. to do whatever it took. And, Nothing's changed. You know, in 2011. You know, yeah. And uh, you know, and, and yeah, Mitch still runs his programs that day. But I tell you what, it's it's successful, and and he yeah. doesn't take no bull from nobody. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the BTOSports.com Racer X podcast show. It's that time. Time for a commercial. Thanks for listening to the BTOSports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike car body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. 
your order can be shipped anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at btosports.com. Yeah, so you got on the Hondas in 92. It's, it's crazy to me that Suzuki would drop you. Like, you know, so you came into pro. You had one really good year, rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. One yeah. year, you're kind of ruined by injuries and maybe a little bit of slacking, let's say. But it's crazy Absolutely. they would just – it's crazy that they would just give up on you. But when – you know, but yeah, at I different mean, times, right? Yeah, I mean, I third and then that year at Southwick. You right, know, it wasn't right. like – and I got some top fives. It wasn't a total disaster. Just, yeah. you know. Right. Um, anyhow. So you went on to Mitch, and uh, and if it wasn't for a guy named Jeremy McGrath, I think you would have done yep. pretty well. You uh, did you yeah. get second in the series? You did get second in the series. Second in the series, yeah, I was pretty much um, second to Jeremy. Yeah, um, I think maybe other than the first round at when it was East West, I think I was fourth or fifth. I don't know exactly, yeah, yeah. but yeah. Um, so yeah, we pretty much um, ran the gauntlet of the of the West Coast. Yeah, bike was good. You imagine? You remember? The bike was. I remember getting on that bike the first. I can still remember it to this day. Getting on that bike for the first time, mm-hmm. and uh, I think I was out at, at Glen Helen, and I'm just going, "Oh my god!" You know, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is what I raced against. <laughs> right, right, yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> you know, and and the bike was was unbelievable. I'm sure Mitch got you pretty cheap too. You just wanted to ride yeah, the bike. Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so Supercross yeah. goes well. I mean, second place. Uh, McGrath's mm-hmm. already starting to. Be Jeremy McGrath. Uh, what happens outdoors? Um, Did you get hurt? Outdoors, we just, I just struggled. I struggled with, with, you know, getting the bike set up, you know, um, and just never got going. I mean, I, I, I put in the work. I did everything that I, mm-hmm. I could possibly do. I just, I just couldn't, I just couldn't put the results together. Wasn't happening. Because um, yeah. I was, I was busted my butt from the early preseason through Supercross and was getting ready. I, I can't even think of um, one good result I had really outdoors <laughs> that year. You know, right, right, it was, right. It was bad, you know. Right. But to, to, back it, to back it up a little bit, you know, during Supercross, um, I had an option of, of, you know, I was one point from pointing out uh-huh. back in that day, and, and, and I decided to kind of go forward, as you will, and, and it was kind of, that was a decision that, Mm-hmm. Kind of uh, still creeps in my mind, you know, because I would have been top of the heap for the next year for the 125 series. Absolutely. Um, but I figured, you know, hey, I've been second to Jeremy all year and a couple times fairly close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, you know, I, I just figured, you know, I, I should be able to get it. And I made it to my third year 125 class. Let's, let's push forward. And, right, right. And, uh, you know, hindsight going back, you know, probably wish I wouldn't have pointed out. Uh, did, so you knew. You knew when you were pointing out and how it was going and all that. You were aware of it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mike Hooker called me. I was up in San Jose, and uh, Mike Hooker called me, and he's like, hey, you're, you're one point from pointing out. Uh-huh. You know, what do you want to do? <laughs> you could have you developed and, a uh, flu like David Pingree did or a sprained uh, knee or, or whatever it was. Or right. anything could have happened by that right. mean. And, and, uh, and wouldn't you, you know, and then I said, no, I'm pushing forward. And, and that night I led Jeremy to the last freaking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice nice yeah um yeah well yeah so uh, you know you kind of got pushed out before ta- before you're really ready for the 250 class and and it's happened to, to jeremy buell it's happened to ferry it happened to a few guys um and the rules change all the time so it's really inconsistent mm-hmm. on what who's going we still don't know even to this day you know i follow this sport for a living and nobody really knows what's going on but so at the end of the year, I mean, there were, did you have any offers for two fifty rides? Was there anything? There was nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Which 
Nothing. Had to be pretty pretty disappointing. I mean, sure, your outdoor season wasn't very good, but second in the 125 class, you know, that's pretty legit. Yeah, for Supercross, yeah, yeah it, was, right. it was it was still good, you know. And, and outdoors, like, again, you know, it wasn't anything to write home about, but, you know, um, I still was in the mix, you know. Um, and it just, nothing. So, you know, I, I freaking bought two Hondas, and I beat the street for probably a few years, you know. Yeah. Um, and I had bought a house that year, that year '92 also, and and my wife now, and she moved in with me, which was my girlfriend at the time, and uh-huh. so I had, I had big, uh, big responsibilities. Yeah, and there you were in, in the days of like full privateers. I mean, there wasn't even any support teams like there is now. You're in a box fan, and and oh yeah, and uh, you made some mains. You made most of the mains. How did it go? Um, in '93, you know, I I um, made. I made most of the mains that, that that we went after, uh-huh. uh, but I didn't do I didn't do a full season. Okay. Um, I was kind of you know money was tight and you yep. know we make some mains. I think I, I think I might have had an injury, mm-hmm. and then you know I actually spent some of the summer summer running some local stuff, and um, you know doing the World Four Stroke races back then and whatever you know, paid right yeah whatever I could do to to make money to to to, to pay yep. the bills. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, and so do you think Mitch would have brought you back uh, if you had not pointed out? I mean, did he had said like, "Hey, you know, oh, yeah. like it was, it was yeah, all it was, good; it didn't end badly or nothing." It was it was offered up, <laughs> right, dude? Yeah, that's gnarly. One of one of those decisions that um, that was just a just a bad one, yeah. You know, and um, you know, fairy live and learn, but you know, it it, it you know, in the whole scheme of thing, and when we get done with it, it really made me the the person that I am, mm-hmm. and. And uh, humbled me at the same time, and and yeah. and uh, helped develop you know the things that I still use to this day to keep you know fighting at all times. That's a good point, and it's good that you look back and you realize that because yeah, up until then everybody had, had you know fallen over themselves to help you out because you were right. winning. So absolutely, uh, since I was on mini, since I was like thirteen right. years old. Right. You know? I know. Uh, I know. Ferry called Duke Finch to, to, after he won the title in 97 was like, dude, I'm not ready. You screwed this up with Buell. Please help me out. And basically got hung up on. So mm-hmm. there was, there was no politicking the AMA back then. Not like it kind of goes on now, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, it's, and it's nuts how you can go from second in the supercross series to, you know, in a van, uh, riding Hondas, <laughs> not racing the whole series even, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, yeah. And the, and the next year, 94, I bought, I bought one bike. <laughs> yeah. One one Kawasaki that year, and um, and I decided I was gonna figure out a way to, to get myself to all the supercrosses and uh-huh. and all that. And I think I made a, a lot of mains that year, so it was it was going good. And I remember, um, I think we were getting ready to head down to Dallas Supercross or something like that, and, and uh, we we're I was we were pit stopped over there at Stevenson's house, and and uh, he's got this buddy that's a welder, and we had to go take the old girl in and make sure she was welded up for the next weekend, and, oh, and uh, you know so. Um, but it did well enough, and I ended up getting a, getting another bike to run the outdoors. Uh-huh. And uh, I didn't ride run a limited schedule there too, but you know, did pretty decent. Mm-hmm. It, you know, got some decent results in the 250 class, and I was traveling around with a guy named Scott Myers. Oh yeah, um, Scott. Yeah, he's done a lot of desert stuff and all that. And yeah, that AT- was a great, great ATKs. relationship and friendship. You know. Right. Scott rode and, ATKs, uh, right? He had ATKs for a little that? while. He had ATKs for a little while. Myers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And back in those days. Um, uh, they call him Sweet Lou, Parts Unlimited. Yeah. Uh, Lopez, um, he was running around with Myers, helping him wrench on bikes, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, 
the whole you know whole thing's kind of funny. He's you know up there parts limited now, and then yeah, you know, everyone's yeah. putting their work and you know in the series in the in the world of motocross. I actually uh, I lived with Lou for a little while when I was a mechanic at Chaparral, so I, <laughs> I know I know Lopez well. Actually, when I lived with him, he bought one of your old arena car. He bought three or four RMs, either from you or from Suzuki at at a good price, and then flipped them all. He was like a, a little mini uh, pawn star, uh, Lou Lopez. Not from not from me. That would have had to have been from the team. Maybe it was from Suzuki then or from the team. Yeah, he had a fleet yeah. of RMs that were year old bikes, but um, yeah, yeah. So ninety three. 94, 95, you're just privateering it? 95, too? Same thing? Privateer, privateer again in, in 95, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, see, uh, you kind of dropped off the map. I was looking at my old magazines and old things for results, and I just couldn't see what – what kind of bikes were you riding? 94 was Cowie? What was 95? 94 was Cowie, yeah. And then um, 95 um, uh, was, uh, was back – what was 95 with Honda back Honda, to Honda. Honda but again. then in, in 93 in, in, or 93 and 94 and all that too you know I'd go back and spend eight weeks back in because they had all those Florida rounds too right. so yep. I'd go back and spend six seven weeks with Tishner too and, and live there yep. and um, um, one of the one of the shops back there um, that Donnie had set me up with ended up you know helping me out too and, and giving me little things here and there mm-hmm. so yeah. you know it's there's, it's a whole back then, you know, when you went over and did the privateer, it's a whole nother kind of little deal, and, and you know, it's like a um, group of people that you know they're you, these back then the, the people that traveled as the privateers, they were there to help each other. You catch rides. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I was rolling around with I was rolling around with Timmy Ferry back then. He you know he was a privateer, yeah. and uh, and that's how I ended up meeting Nathan Ramsey, which is still one of my great friends to this day. Right. And uh, you know, it's just it was it was, it was like I said, it was because it was it sucked, but it was something that helped, you know, yeah. build my whole my whole life, you know. Uh-huh. Now ninety six, <clears throat> a bit of a comeback for you, at least outdoors. Uh you get you get the great Western Bank uh well, mm-hmm. the you get the G W B team and then much has been written about this team. <laughs> right. Um right. uh Castillo, Stevenson, Budman. And Phil Lawrence, and and Phil, yeah. Phil kills it uh, on a privateer Cali 250 in Supercross, and you do yep. well in the outdoors. Um, uh, talk about that. That must have been pretty cool. Uh, Castillo flying everybody to and from the races in his jet. That was cool. You know, it was it was uh, you know Jim Castillo and Davey and and just everything that they had done for for uh, everybody and uh-huh. and and my mother in law. Uh, Debbie Earl for helping us out back then also with, with trying to put everything together. Right. Um, you know, uh, the thing for me, it was it finally, okay, this is a team that I'm getting back involved with. And, right. And, you know, we still didn't have all the, you know, the, the best support, but with still that team synergy and that sense of belonging. And we're showing up to the races as a team. And for me, that was, that was huge, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and uh, by then I had, you know, become really good at knowing how to, to prepare myself, you know, mm-hmm. um, for these seasons. I really, you know, came kind of full circle with how to get my, myself together to, to know what it took to be ready to go racing at that time. And, um, you know, uh, Supercross, you know, I think Phil had his bike a little bit early, but me and Denny and Davey, I don't think we got our bikes till three weeks before the, yeah. before the race, uh, before the races started. So, you know, we really struggled in the beginning, but we were making mains. The team, you know, the team was, mm-hmm. and 
And I never forget, like, you know, Davey back then, he made the town, I think it was the Tampa Supercross back then. Yep. And we were all, I mean, so happy for him because he, he, that kid, you know, he, he put in the work and he was, you know, should have made a lot more than just that one. You come know? on, bud, man. Uh, put in the work, Castillo. Come on. The God bod? He, that kid worked. <laughs> the that's God, what he always did. The God bod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I bug him all the time on Twitter and stuff. I'm always uh, giving him shit. But now, I think either Stevenson or Castillo, they blamed you for the Great Western Bank. That was your deal that fell apart. Is that true? It, it was my deal that, that fell apart, and uh, I'll take full credit for it. Uh, you know, it was it was they, me and my mother-in-law, you know, trying to put it together. And now was it, it was just, it close? It I mean, through. what what happened? Like, was it close to getting a ton of money? I mean, was it going to work out? And just you well, know, I I was on the outside looking in. Uh-huh. You know, didn't really wasn't really that involved with it, but you know, it was a deal where you know things were looking good. Yeah. So we figured we'll just sticker them up. Hopefully yeah, yeah. that'll be the, the, the icing on the cake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, to to no avail. Right. Yeah. You know, it, it didn't get put together. Yeah, bummer. And I remember by the end of the nationals, uh, a couple of guys were out. Denny was out. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And it was maybe it was just it was you and and yeah, it was because Davey was out. It was just you and Phil and a box fan crammed in there, and both putting in solid results. Yeah, we both were were doing well. You know, yeah. it it. Um, it uh, it started, you know, for me, like towards the end of Supercross, I started to qualify out of heat race, and I was, right. and uh, I told uh, Ross Miata was doing our suspension. He was a big help to that team that year, mm-hmm. and I, and Ross goes, you know, I kept saying, hey, I want some better suspension. He goes, you get a top ten, I'll give you, you know, I'll give you better suspension. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I think I got a top ten at the last race or something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, he he goes, or second to I don't know somewhere there towards the end, he yeah. goes. Do you want the, the better suspension or do you want it for outdoors? I said, well, give it to me for outdoors, you know, for the yeah. 125. Yeah, yeah. And so he hooked me up with some, some good stuff, and, uh, you know, I just started clipping along. And uh, I think about by Troy, Ohio, um, Deshaun had messed up who was riding for Mitch, and I mm-hmm. think I went to, like, sixth or fifth in the points. So he was out. So then old Mitch came back, and he uh, decided to, you know, give me an engine to use for oh, the last did, really? five or six yeah. races. So. Yeah. My mechanic at the time just uh, Mitch would bring it over, bolt it in, take it out. Then the weekend, give it back, which yeah. which was you know unbelievable. Which you know really really you know helped me to achieve you know fourth place you yeah. know back then at the at yeah. the end of the national series you know and for a privateer you know uh, yeah, the, and there was a Landon lot of Dowd, yeah you know? there's a lot of factory guys behind you guys on yes. you know full salaries and bikes and everything. Um, yep. So up yep. In, up until that point was 96 maybe the best year you had 96 was the was the best year that i had had you know since since a long since, yeah. uh, since the since 92 since the mitch days right um you know and 90 and suzuki days was the best year i'd had and you know it was, so, it was a solid year and you know i was thinking man this is this is good you know right, right. We'll, we'll be looking good for next year and at that time you know, the really the only opportunity that came up for me was um, was uh, was that the Nolene Scissor team that Larry Ward rode for. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with uh, Clark's his name. Yeah, Clark Jones. Um, Clark Jones. Clark Jones. Yeah. yeah. And I went up to a meeting up there and sat down with them, and you know, he offered me something decent. You know, mm-hmm. not not great, but you know, something a lot better than I had from the year before. It wasn't 
I wasn't going to have to pay my own, you know, any yeah, of my yeah. own expenses or anything. Right, right. Um, and at that time, a good friend, Denny, said to me, he goes, he goes, look at, he goes, look at the money you can make um, over here, you know, racing arena cross. Yeah. And that, you know, I, and then by that time, I had my first kid, Bailey. She was about two, and uh, you know, it, it was it was time to, uh, you know, start seeing if we couldn't make a little bit more money than this racing business, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which which took me over to Supercross. Uh, arena I mean, cross, sorry, yeah. Arena Cross. Uh, and then how did that deal come together? Like, who approached who, and and how did the fact it was sort of factory Suzuki support or whatever? Uh, how did that come together? The first year was was with uh, Honda. Actually. Oh, was oh yeah. Okay. First year was with Honda. My bad. And uh, Bill, Billy Whitley was the manager of the Tough Honda team, which is still racing in Arena Cross to yep. this day with day with Dave Analak. Mm-hmm. And uh, Billy Whitley had called me and. And, uh, you know, that was my other deal. And then me and Denny, you know, Denny kind of giving me his, his, mm-hmm. his, you know, good friend speech and, you know, and all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, and then Billy, we had been going back and forth, and, and Billy Whitley and Honda, they had made a deal with me. If I finished in the top two in Arena Cross, I could do the 125 Outdoor Nationals again okay. under the, the, the Primal Impulse 125 team, which I believe was the factor team at Right, the yeah, Renard and... Uh, with Renard been? and, yeah. I don't know who else, but, yeah. Oh, Parolio, maybe. Maybe it was Parolio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, so, with those guys. Okay, so you. So went. I was. That was. That was great. You know. Right. Right. Motivation. Yeah. Right. So. Um, so anyhow, I won the series that year, and then um, when uh, we went to go outdoors, you know, uh, Honda had just started that new perimeter frame uh, CR two fifty yeah. in ninety seven. Right. And they figured since I had been riding in arena cross and doing well on it, you know. Let's stick them in the 250 class, <laughs> and um, uh, uh, yeah. to say that perimeter perimeter frame wasn't so good. That yeah, that bike year. was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that bike, and I, you know, I even did a podcast with Dave Arnold recently. Wow, well, six months mm-hmm. ago now, and, and he pretty much, and he's a Honda guy. He bleeds Honda, and he pretty much admitted that bike sucked. Yeah, uh, it, it was bad. Yeah. It, I'm sorry, the Honda, but uh, it was it was it was pretty it was pretty it was a handful. Let's yeah, um, but um, but when you went to the arena cross thing. Did you take – was the no-lean offer better and you just rolled the dice again, or was it a sort of a no-brainer to go to Arena Cross? Uh, it was – it was a no – it kind of was when I looked at the numbers of what I can make per weekend in Arena Cross. Right? Oh, okay. Because with the no-lean deal, it was paid for, but it wasn't – I think it was a little bit of salary, but not much, but I could make more. Um, yeah. But I didn't roll the dice. I looked at everything this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and it turned out to be to, – yeah, to be, like you said, the smartest thing you ever did. Um, yeah. So your your nationals didn't go well on a CR two fifty. Uh, they did. They did not. You know. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I do remember Big Bird did all right on the Honda Troy, but yeah, that was probably a handful. <laughs> yeah, short guy on a twitchy bike is not the not, not the best thing. Yeah, no. Big Bird sure. might have had a little more leverage on me. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. So, uh, so that was it. After winning the title, I mean, that you you were set. You were going back, right? No matter what. Yeah, you know, um, kind of didn't know where it was going to take me, but I knew winning the title got mm-hmm. me in with the the, the factory side of of, of Honda and mm-hmm. Prime Impulse going to the outdoors. Um, so you know, I, I knew you know things were going in the right direction. Um, didn't really have anything confirmed for the next year going to the Arena Cross, and then um, Suzuki approached. I think uh, Billy Whitley and that whole Prime Impulse crew which then led to the Bill's Pipe, you know, Suzuki right. team, approached them. And, 
actually in that summer of the same year, Larry Brooks had called me about maybe Chaparral doing um, something in Arena Cross. Mm-hmm. Um, also, but at the end of the day, um, I knew how Billy Whitley, me and him were a great relationship, and yeah. we really worked well together. And I knew how he worked his program, mm-hmm. and I knew you know he'd been doing it a while. And uh, you know when they Suzuki came in and and uh, they made me a good nice little offer you know for winning the championship, um, you know which was finally making some salary. <laughs> yeah, really. Also, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I jumped on it. You know, mm-hmm. it was a no brainer. Which, but then in return, still you know '98 Suzuki was the or Prime One Pole Suzuki was the the, the factory team with mm-hmm. and it was Ryan Huffman. Still allowed me to go do the Supercross in a year and also go outdoors. Right. So right. that's way i did all my all my stuff from then on you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah and and do you have one arena cross year that stands out over the, any other like one that you were just dominant or one that you just killed it all season long 2001 my last one. Oh yeah 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 it was just... it was it was uh it was my best one at at that time um in 2000 suzuki you know signed me to uh uh at that time a multi-year contract which was really really awesome yeah and um you know i you know at that time i got this you know really nice contract and i'm thinking you know what i said i need to make sure that i am more ready than i've ever been at that at at at, right you know for this you know what i mean i cannot i have to cannot you know let them down they're putting this big effort into me you know and so at that time um I was riding with, I started bicycling a little bit around here because that's where I mainly ran for my training. Mm-hmm. And uh, met a couple of the, the mountain bike guys around here, which is uh, Rich Hausman and, and Eric Carter, who rode moto also. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> at that time, they we were riding this around here, and I could ride around with them. I mean, they probably dropped them when they wanted. But, you know, he they went away to a camp, uh, Rich Hausman was riding for uh, John Tomac's bicycle team. Uh-huh. And they went away for a camp. And they came back like a couple weeks later, and um, they were just they were just on point, and they were just, right. I'm just, what did you guys do back there, you know? <laughs> what, what happened? And uh, so so I go, you know what, i got to do one of those. So mm-hmm. I, at that time, I Rich Hausman set me up with John Tomac. I called John Tomac. I said, hey, you know, I want to come back there. I knew he had the property. I'll build a, I'll build a track. Um you know, uh, Eli rode, he was on 60s at the time, mm-hmm. and I went back there and did a camp, and Johnny helped me, and, and from there, it was just like I was in such good shape. I was, you know, yeah. it just took me to the next level, and, and and I just absolutely killed it that year. I think I won 28 races and, and uh, you know, had wrapped up the championship two or three rounds early or something like that, a couple rounds early, and, um, you know, it was just such a dominant year. You know, and then yeah. from that year, that's what that what that's what led me back to uh, Supercross with with uh, Roger for the next year. Yeah, like as a <clears throat> as a guy who didn't know you, um, I'm wondering why why move on? Was it just time? You just won and won. I mean, was it not getting profitable anymore? Was Suzuki cutting back? What made you decide to come back to Supercross? Just another challenge. Another challenge. Yeah, absolutely. And I knew I was I knew where I was at with 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 Tomac training me, I knew where I was at riding at the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really wanted, wanted the challenge. I wanted to come for a full circle. I wanted, right. I wanted the challenge, um, you know, and, and it just was like, 
you know, one of those opportunities, you know, that, you know, I just couldn't pass up. Right, you know, right. I wanted another chance at, at, at doing doing the full deal. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And, and you did pretty good, fourth or fifth in the points, I think? Uh, fourth in the points. Um, I got a third at the very first round mm-hmm. um, in Indy, which was, was awesome. And, uh, and then I was fourth in the points. And damn, Jessman won that last round, and I think he beat me out by a point for and it yeah. moved back and forth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, were you happy with it? Were you okay with that? I was. You know, yeah. I, I really, I really, really was. Um, Reed, because Reed won it? Reed won that year? Reed, Reed won, yeah. And, and a lot of times I was second in my heat races and mm-hmm. um, right around that, you know, three to six range in the main event. Mm-hmm. Um, and about... I don't know. A little bit into it, I I had gotten sick, and I, you know, was I was really lean at the time, and I, mm-hmm. I struggled through the last end of Supercross, and then uh, you know, as far as you know, with the way my body felt, and then uh, you know, Johnny got me back on track, Tomac, and and I just the outdoor series, I just I felt so great, and I was, you know, really just putting it up there. I think you know, for like four or five motos, I don't think. I don't know exactly, but I was like four, five, six for like four or five motos, yep. you know, and then with a third, third at Redbud, you know, one of the motos. So yep. it just really was was a was a good season. And then you know, it's like you don't race with those guys, you know. And by the outdoors, I knew all the guys, and you know, who I was racing yep. around and was yep. comfortable, you know. And so it really was was hitting its stride. And don't forget, you were back with Tony Berluti this year, I was which which was, was your your I mean, first uh, your first mechanic uh, back in the day back in the day and that was my one thing that I told him that I wanted if I went back was to have Tony. Yeah. And uh I mean he's he's the best. Yeah. I, I love that guy. He's the best mechanic. And uh yeah, he's a good you dude. Know, it was, he, it was I, awesome. We had a great year. I live I live in Vegas now and uh Berlut comes over and, and does uh does some stuff with me and yeah, he's a great guy, one of the best guys around for sure. The the best. Yeah. Absolutely the best. I I could still call him this day, we'll chat for like twenty minutes and just you know. Yeah. It's just real easy when you whenever we call him talk. So. I think I think he said uh, that the only thing that changed between you two when you came back with him was both of you had less hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, it was all good. He's like, Yeah, yeah, that, we both got together, we had less hair. <laughs> that is true. That uh, is absolutely true. Because you had this sweet uh, mullet. You had a sweet mullet for a while. I had the hair like yeah. no kaboom. I can't believe I can't believe I lost it. Uh, all, but all you guys did. All you, all you guys did. It was the it was the style, no doubt about it. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, and then uh, after that, you 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 retired. You 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 managed the Rockstar WBR Suzuki team for a little bit, but that was kind of a cluster, huh? Oh my god! Like you I mean, know, you were it, sort of it, stepping into something some, that yeah. It was something I thought I was going to be able to sink my teeth into right. for you know. For some while, for a while, mm-hmm. and um, you know, it just everything went wrong. I think from the beginning, yeah. you know, uh, I wasn't even the manager of the team at the beginning. I was I was hired from Suzuki because they were getting factory parts to right. you know look over everything, and uh, then you know the, the WBR guy ended up dropping out, and um, the Suzuki took it all in, and yeah. you know I think it was it was a lot for them to have to take in. It was and uh, Burn you know, McFarland, Kelly Smith, Troy Adams, I think. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And you know, um, I enjoyed it. You know, right. uh, once I got into the manager position and I, you know, made a couple adjustments, I really was getting comfortable with where things were. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but you know the you know the funding was just so upside down that you know I had no place to go. Yeah, yeah. So uh, kind of a kind of a bad way to start if you're going to manage. Kind of a bad way to start it, right? Absolutely. Coming in halfway through the season, trying to you know take the team over and you know people I didn't even hire and yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as you know, you, you know, just just it was a it was just a weird deal, you know. Um, I think that everybody that once I, you know, got everything, you know, kind of going, mm-hmm. um, everybody that I had did a great job for me, and I'm, I'm really, really happy. And I think we had some decent results, you know, mm-hmm. um, through there. But you know, it's still was was not looking good. But uh, right. uh, once again, in, in the in the scheme of thing and lifetime thing, it, it was um, definitely something that uh, you know, you you, you you race the motorcycle on one side of it. And for me to go over on that side of it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and see what the managers and the mechanics and, and the truck driver and, and everybody does, it gives you a brand new yeah, yeah. respect. <laughs> you know, I yeah. mean, these mechanics, uh, they work, you know, my guys work their butts off. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, you know, all the way the truck driver has to make sure he shops and gets the food cooked on time and, uh, cleaning up sometimes after the mechanics, sometimes just you know, yeah. uh, it's just it's 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 a it's a serious job, you know, right. and and a uh, lot of respect for those guys. Uh, I've seen it from that side. This is something I ask everybody near the end of these things, um, but I'm already, I think I already know your answer. Uh, happy with your career? Happy with the way it went? I mean, to me on the outside, definitely you shouldn't have pointed out there, bud man. But anyways, besides <laughs> besides that, happy with your career? I couldn't be happier. Yeah. I have I have no regrets, um, except for the one, of course. But uh, <laughs> except for, no, except for uh, one point. Happy, you know, I think that when I finally stopped wanting to put in the work, I got off the motorcycle, which was a which was a good decision on my part with with having a couple kids. And, right. And uh, it's it's no it's no easy sport, and if you're mm-hmm. not going to put in the work, you shouldn't be on the bike. And uh, you know, I have I have uh, no regrets. I'm totally happy. I, I, five championships in a row and all the wins that I have and mm-hmm. uh, just the friends that you meet, the people that you're still in contact with. And when I show up at a race, even now to watch, you know, so many old faces to catch up with, it, it really um, has, you know, made my life what it is. No, that's cool. That yeah. yeah, well, that's good. Good. Yeah. I mean, from the outside looking in, I think you had a good run at it and uh, you made some money and, and, you know, and you walked away from the sport, which you know is always a good thing to do. No, some people don't get that uh, choice. So I, I know, and then and it's it's one of those things you you know you see the injury that's that's happened to a few people around, and mm-hmm. I say to my wife sometimes, "How did I how did I make it?" You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just one of those one of those things. You know, um, very fortunate. It, it's it's very you know dangerous sport, and it's uh, you know it's, it's it, but it, at the same time. Once it's in your blood, it's in your blood. You ain't, yeah. you ain't getting out of it. <laughs> right. No, you're right. Uh, hey, who was your childhood hero growing up? My childhood hero. Probably oh, somebody man. you got to, to meet later on, I guess. Some racer, right? I yeah. Mean. You know, um, I you know I like it was weird. I, I obviously liked Ricky Johnson, mm-hmm. um, but like I used to watch the Europe guys. I love Dave Thorpe. Um, who else? Uh, you know, I liked watching Bailey when they would show up, and and Jeff Ward when they would show up. I, I really was just a fan of of right. of all. I didn't have you know a particular one that I like uh, worshipped. You know what I mean? Or like, oh my God, 
Um, yeah, there was but, no. Uh, you know, yeah, there was no. Uh, well, I mean, also too, you being SoCal guy, these guys, the biggest stars of the sport, you were lining up at the CMC races or Transcals with them all. I mean, on, on an eight. Yeah, but, they, yeah, they they wore around more, right, you know, right, and, right. and all that. Um, you know, I loved you to back when I was on minis. You know, Eric Kehoe and George Holland and right. and those guys were always be out testing and. Uh, Bob Hanna would be out there testing when I was testing with with the, oh, the yeah? Japanese when they came yeah. over and and Han- so you know um, Hanna yell at you? Did Hanna yell at you at time time or two? He did not. But one of the things he always called me Anthony. He had to call me my first name. And uh, <laughs> he'd say, Anthony, come on, get on, give you a ride. And he gave me a ride on the bike, and he and he went so fast, I was kind of scared. I was like. Dude, you know I'm on back. <laughs> <laughs> You're like I can get. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a child. I can get tossed off at any time. Oh, that's yeah, funny. So, um, it was cool. You know, we looked through some old photos, and there's. I don't know. We were looking through something for something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, there's old pictures of me and Hannah and Gaddis and a lot of the guys from Suzuki, uh, from overseas over, and it was just you know it was, those times were were cool and experiences you know you never forget. Did you ever ride any like super trick eighties that never made it to? in production or anything or like did you ever do any cool stuff like that i never did no. you know um i never um rode anything that they didn't put in production yeah the year we the year we built that that bike we they let us pretty much um everything we liked that was cool and um all the little things down to the color of the rims they let me you know influence the way oh, yeah? they were going to do it it oh, was really cool. a cool yeah cool thing um <laughs> So, but nothing, no project bike. But I remember the the first year from that old eighty eighty nineteen eighty five RM eighty from the Healy days and mm-hmm. and Rick, uh, Bruce Bunch and 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 yeah. uh, those guys. The, those bikes sounded so cool. I yeah. don't know if you remember those things. Well, no, I mean I was I was in, I remember those names and those guys for sure. But uh, you know I was uh, I was born in seventy three, so I'm not, uh, not not. Yeah, I'm the same age. Yeah. seventy three also. Right. Um, yeah, but. You know, I just remember, you know, looking up, you know, listening listen to those bikes on the tracks when I was a little guy. Oh, my well, God, those things are awesome. Yeah, yeah, and then for you to get the R&D ride was like, I've reached status. I'm God. I'm God. I'm a God now, right? I mean, I mean, I'm here. I'm being ready to retire now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it didn't get any better, you know? Uh, hey, before we yeah. go, Pingree told me to ask you, what was the name of your boat, your speedboat? What name did you have I- on the back of it? The name of my speedboat was called Suck My Pump. <laughs> <laughs> he said it, he's, he said I would like it. Suck My Pump. It was, yeah, because it, it was a jet boat, and, you know, they had right, the pump. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, you got to ask him about his boat, his name of his boat. <laughs> yeah, Suck My Pump, yeah. Dude, that's hot. That's awesome. That <laughs> it was might, great. That boat, that boat broke down every trip. It was, it was unbelievable. Yeah, it was, it was incredible, <laughs> huh? Um, well, hey, buddy, Antonis, thank you for doing the BTOSports.com RacerX podcast. It's it's been a it's been a nice trip down memory lane, and, and uh, thank you for doing it, man. I feel I feel uh, you know everybody knows a little bit more about your career, what happened, and what went on, and then also too, if, if anybody needs help now, they can uh, get a hold of you for some uh, for some uh, help with them with their riding, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I got those dates coming up: July 18th, uh, July 22nd, and. Uh, mm-hmm. July 29th, uh, if anybody's interested, it's going to be Milestone on the 18th, Star West on the 22nd, and Milestone again on the 29th. Uh, they can uh, send an email to renae0721 at yahoo.com, and we'll get back to you on any of that. We're going to only have eight spots available. So, um, you know, come on out, see if I can't teach you something. 
Sweet. Cool. Thanks, bud, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. And uh, tell Finger I said hey. I will do that. All right, man. Bye. This has been the Racer X Podcast with Steve Mathis. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy the more than 250 episode archive, including the Classics Collection where it all begins.